This episode is brought to you by Hotline, an advice podcast by your horror movie talk host, David Day, that's me, and Babyface Billy. You can find it wherever you find podcasts by searching for Hotline, an advice podcast. Here is a short excerpt from Hotline to whet your appetite. And the last little bit, uh, the last uh, comment we have is uh starts go goes is very short would you guys fuck a legless armless bitch that gives good head question mark no cap i'm about to log roll with that bitch if she slob on it (laughs) (laughs) what a what savage uh contacted us here on our uh our email hello and welcome to horror movie talk an opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk, your panel of expert hosts. This week are Dr. Bruce Henson, who holds a PhD in spookology, and me, Professor David Day, the foremost expert in scare meow meows. Today, we have a great episode for you guys. We will be reviewing the movie Old by M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong himself. Uh, but first, I'd like to intro the show to you. If you're a new listener, um, you may not realize that you're, you're, you're listening to the podcast with the very best community of any podcast you've ever listened to. This is evidenced by our Facebook group, which is full of a bunch of super cool people. You can check us out, find links to all of our social media and our website at horrormovietalk.com. We watch second Saturday watch parties. We watch movies together with you, our community, every second Saturday of the month. So join the Facebook group for that. We got a Twitch channel. We got all kinds of social media. We talk to people. Hit us up if you want to talk. We're totally willing. We post new episodes every single Wednesday. If you'd like to get a hold of the show, call us at 682-253-4468. Um, and, you know, uh, you know, reach out to us. We, we love that. Today we have a super special episode because I have my good friend on the show to promote Hotline, an advice podcast. This is Babyface Billy himself. Babyface, say hello. Hello, everyone. This is William Steele here, communicating to you from the Bronx, New York. Yeah, you're from the Bronx. What's it like out there today, Billy? I'm, am I in the wrong character? Yeah, well, I mean, um, I, I don't know. William is definitely... That's, that's William Steele. Your given name, hmm. right, Billy? Right. W- William Steele. This is uh, babyface fucking Billy here. I only came on to this podcast today because I heard you had a bigger reach... And I really want to get into contact with Violet Mayers. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, if you listen to Hotline and Advice Podcast, you will know that Billy is somewhat obsessed with a uh, a very beautiful... Beautiful porn star. Yes. Uh, named Violet. Have you seen her, Bryce? Yeah. I'm not familiar. I don't really Are remember names. Are you allowed names. to see her? I'm not really a fan of remembering names. Oh. Other than, I don't know, I think there might be one or two that I remember but that's not one of them that's definitely misogynistic of you jesus what? christ that's just rude not remember. you don't remember the names of ladies yeah that's that's terrible i'm sorry my advice to you would be as an advice giver on hotline and advice podcast my advice would be to remember their names. i'll try to do better treat them like people. see it's not fair because they change their names too right what it's like she's been known as violet mayors for the past however many years i've been watching her yeah however many that is, those are it's a lot She's a beautiful young lady. It looks as if she's bleached her nipples because they've changed in color over the past couple of years. They were a nice brown. Now they're like a pale color. She's beautiful either way. I think that's a just a natural occurrence. I think a progression. You know, yeah, progression. A progression. Kind of like she had kids. Yeah. No, she didn't have kids. She doesn't have any scars or anything. How She's do you beautiful. Know? You don't have, I don't... have scars to have any kids. She has no scars, no stretch marks. Her skin is flawless. But can I do the the horror movie talk uh uh yell in the hotline yell? Well you got yeah, but back off of that mic here a little bit there, guy. All right, Alba, how's it from here? Yeah, back why don't you just turn just around? Re- go right ahead. Horror movie talk fuck glittercore. Whoa, coming out Whoa. hot. So you're you are a fan of the show, Billy? I, I fucking hate this show. Okay. Can you but you know who Glittercore is, obviously. Yeah. So you I, must I to, you must know who we also have calling in from the Bronx. Yeah. Do you, have you met? Um. What? Well, well, go ahead. Bryce. Rojo from. We have a caller, a frequent caller named Rojo. Goes by uh, Rojo from the Bronx. That's the guy that died. Uh, well, they said he died, but he's yeah, he came back. Yeah, he came I back. mean, he he left a voicemail. He's not. He doesn't really keep track of. His own occurrences, apparently, because he called back as well. Oh, shit. I'm pretty sure he died in a Poon-related accident. If you could see my name here in the Zoom meeting, yeah. is drag me to Poontown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's his... That's his... Uh, yeah, that's his username. He doesn't know how to change it. I mean, God bless him. It. God bless him. The question is, do you know Ro- a Rojo? He's in I the- have no idea who the guy is. Uh, he sounds like a swell guy from what you're telling me. Well, here. I assume that anyone in the Bronx knows each other. Right. So the I Bronx just- is fucking huge. Yeah. I don't know. Is it as big as Vancouver, though? <laughs> am, am I allowed to curse on this Christian podcast? Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Okay, so that's Billy. You can catch a whole load of him over at Hotline and Advice Podcast. My brother won't listen to that show because he finds Babyface's voice grating and unbearable. Literally. He shouldn't listen to it. It's a terrible fucking podcast. A lot of us are misogynistic and conservative, and that's from David Day. Well, that's because not... I'm a liberal loving lunatic. No, that's not true at all. None of that. Hell it's... yeah, Pride Month. Okay, so we went and saw Old by M. Night Shyamalan, and I was reminded of super obvious dialogue from the 50s monster movies in the most charming way possible. So without any further ado, Let's get into the trailer. Are we there yet? This beach. It's beautiful. My swimsuit is hurting. They do look small. Come on, let's play hide and seek. Have you seen my children? Mom, I'm right here. He was six years old this morning. Oh, no. 
Yes! There's something wrong with this beach. We were chosen for a reason. What's happening? I don't know. I can't think. Owned only in theaters this summer. I chose the uh, super short trailer uh, to thank to, fucking goodness. Yeah, to play for you guys, just because all the other ones were like three or four minutes long, and I was like, God damn it, that's way too long. So as you heard in the trailer, old can be found in theaters right now. It came out <clears throat> about two weeks ago. We're a little late on this one. Sorry about that. Uh, so the synopsis for old goes a little something like this: Old is a film about a group of strangers who meet on a resort trip to a special beach. Our main characters are the family of father, Guy, mother, Precia, daughter, Maddox, and son, Trent. They just sound like a-holes. Yeah, kind of. Well, no, they sound foreign, so that's just... Who the fuck names their daughter Maddox? Maddox and Trent? That's a full-on yuppie. I wrote a whole list of shit that I hated about this movie, and it was all from the first three minutes of exposition. See, one thing you'll learn about Babyface pretty quickly is he doesn't like anything. Nothing. Mm. There's nothing good, except for Violet Myers. Mm. I gotta tell you, I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, hang on. I'm boiling right now. Well, (laughs) let's finish the synopsis. Our protagonist couple are experiencing marital strife, but are taking this vacation nonetheless. As our band of beachgoers spend their day, they find a woman's body in the waves, and things take a turn for the unpleasant. They also start to notice that they seem to be showing signs of mysterious aging. At the end of the day, everyone gets older than they bargained for. for my first question is, this movie trope of of a couple having strife and then going on vacation... Mm. Does anyone ever do that? Oh my god, I'm sure it happens all the time. I like if I'm extremely like pissed off at my wife all the time, the last thing I'd want to do is spend more time with her. Well, look, what Why are you the gonna... hell would you go on vacation with her? Well, look, what are you going to do? You plan a vacation 8 months in advance and then you get in an argument 3 weeks ahead of time and then you're fucked. What are you going to do? Not go on vacation? Here's what you do. Let me tell you something from the uh the standpoint of the babyface Billy. From you make drag sure me you're, to Poontown. There drag, drag me to Poontown here. This is what you do. You make sure, and this is the perfect place to do it since it's a deserted island. You fucking kill her. And then you throw her into a stream. And then you say, I don't know what happened. She was walking. She was taking a gingerly stroll being the, uh, is she fucking German? I I think so. This is, this is coming from a man who gives advice. She was marching with her Nazi outfit on the shore saying, I hate the Jews. And then she fucking fell down a creek. There you have it. There's your there's that's how you deal with uh, with your marital issues. If you're baby face, Billy, tune into uh, Hotline's podcast for hotline. more more uh, hotline podcast for more jewels of wisdom. If you uh, if uh, here's here's the review for old. Old is, at its core, a fun movie. Now, shut your shut your mouth. It's, at oh, its hell. core, a fun movie. It has some disturbing concepts, impressive stakes, interesting characters, and that trademark M. Night twist that we've all come to expect. Oh, we, shit. We expect the twist so much that it might be more of a twist if he just left the twist off, but, you know, kind of whatever. 
I found myself giddy with laughter at points in old and oddly disturbed at other points. Mostly, I had a wonderful time in the theaters, giggling like a schoolgirl with my buddy Bryce, <laughs> tittering over little jokes we made or quotes we thought of. Hey, uh, Babyface, did you take uh, any young ladies to see this with? with Let me tell you, I'm happy I did it because they would have been. Here's the fucking thing with this movie old. Okay. The tonal shifts, the tonal shifts don't make any fucking sense. I thought I was watching a comedy with all the bullshit actors they have here delivering these lines. Mm -hmm. And I was there laughing at points where I guess you're not supposed to laugh at. I was literally one of six people in this fucking theater. Two of them were on a date. The other two is a lesbian couple. You could tell who, what role was which because one was wearing sandals. The other one was wearing Jordans. They were smoking in the fucking theater. They were smoking? They were smoking the uh, one of those uh, electric cigarette things. Wow. But she had some nice toes, the, the lady in the relationship. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Uh, old is not a serious movie. It's, Thank goodness. It's like going to see Batman Forever with friends in the movie theater, but it's good. If, you, if you're looking for something to terrify you, let's face it, M. Night isn't your guy. He's your guy for stuff that makes you think about all the weird possibilities in this world he dreamt up. How do we get out of this trap? Why is this happening to us? Who's in charge? How old do I have to get before I accidentally shit my pants? And so forth. There are lots of panning shots that cleverly make use of space and time. Oh, uh, oh there's a nice shot I gotta tell you, David Day, yeah. when you finish this. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. But some of the panning was distractingly stuttery. Did you did you notice that, Billy? Was it the same in your theater? Let like, me tell you something. Like I tracking, thought there was something wrong. Yes, like yes. The I thought there was something the shot wrong. Was all fucked. Yeah. I think that had to do with the aging that they were using. They were aging the skin. And you could see it on the screen. That well, I think what that's what you're talking about there. No, so what, specifically what I'm talking about is when the pan, when the camera would pan, you'd get a bunch of like ghosting. It's like, called like anti-aliasing. Yeah, you get a bunch of anti-aliasing. Like so, it's like a couple images, like like dragging behind the original image. It was. Mm. I think it had to do with the fact that we were in a, you know, the theater we're in is 30 years old or so, like. 25 or 30 years old yeah i don't know i mean it, it could be it could be like the projection equipment it could be like the actual like print it's it's hard to say what it is because it would sometimes it would be in focus and sometimes it wouldn't right like sometimes it would happen on a, a sweeping shot and sometimes not i don't know i came back it was home with it was marks just, on my body it was distracting though yeah it, like was. it was like wow this is it's not it wasn't even moving super fast it was just panning and you're like I feel a little motion like I'm going blind. Yeah. So much of old felt like an homage to thrillers and monster movies from the 50s because the script is utterly expositional. It's cheesy. Yes, but it's not remotely offensive in the way it's pulled off to me. Uh, I cared about and was interested by all the characters and their sometimes insane actions. Old was way more fun than I thought it would be. And thanks to the beautiful sunny locations, it's I'm saying it. It's this year's must see summer thriller. <laughs> You're full of shit, and you know it. I love full it. Shit. I had such a good time. I had such a good time watching this movie. Let Very me good. ask you guys. Let me ask you guys. Serious question. When they started the, the the beginning portions of the movie, when they were doing those big shots 
of like the island and and the all the natural scenery. This movie could have turned into a fucking Jurassic Park movie at yeah. any moment, and I would I probably would have been happier if it turned into a fucking Jurassic Park movie when they went through that cavern. If they were fucked by a Tyrannosaurus Rex, they probably would have been a better movie. You're like a big dirty raccoon. I don't know. I I don't know, man. I I had a pretty good time. Bruce, Bruce, talk to me here, man. I'm alone here with David Day. (laughs) Yeah, I mean it's. uh, Didn't it look like the Lost World? A little bit. I mean that that's the the part that's interesting is that they show up and it's this beautiful resort. Yeah. And you expect like, if you hadn't seen the trailer, you'd be like, huh, something interesting is going to happen at this resort, and then it all takes place on just a fucking Stegosaurus. (laughs) <laughs> so i give so okay so what what did you think about it bryce um it was really goofy and yes. i agree it was fun um i wouldn't say it's a good movie it's it's that and it's i wouldn't say it's so bad it's good it's like this weird middle range of like of like just being kind of a mediocre movie but being really charming it's about so it. It's so charming. Remember the remember the ruins? Yeah. It's like it's like the ruins but it doesn't take itself seriously right. at all. Well, no, I think it takes it seriously. I see this is kind they of They have a character named Mid-Size Sedan in this movie. <laughs> that's, that's pretty great. I mean it it is really an M Night Shyamalan movie. Like um and you kind of, it used to be where you'd be like, oh, M. Night Shyamalan's jumped the shark. Like, he's not he's not good, or he's, like, doing the same thing over and over again. I think as his career has progressed, I think I've just more understood where his wheelhouse is. Mm-hmm. And it's this type of movie. It's not, you have such high expectations because you think... Um, Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense, or uh, Unbreakable, or, you know, like, one of, one of those early movies. And... The only difference between like the concept and the goofiness of those movies and this is budget. Like th- it just looked a lot better and the production was a lot better in those early movies because he got probably s- more money and Hollywood's very fickle. So like if if the opinion changes of the director, like it'll affect what type of movies they can make, which is also interesting because the movie opens with a direct appeal from M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> to please keep seeing his movies, basically. Oh, man. <laughs> He's like, I love you releasing movies in the theater. It's very important to me. Thank you. That doesn't have anything to do with him pleading for the audience to continue watching his movies. That was him expressing a desire for movie theaters not to go away because of like COVID. Sure. Let me tell you, man, I liked uh, that he came out here and gave an intro to the movie because the intro itself was fucking cheesy and Mm -hmm. it helped explain it. It set the tone for this mediocre cheese fest that I was about to watch. So thank you, M. Night Shyamalan, for that intro. I was about to leave right after that if I wasn't so hooked on the toes sitting in front of me. This is one of those things where M. Night Shyamalan, like, is kind of a joke in in like meme culture or pop culture but you watch his movies and you're like well it's enjoyable like i actually you know it's a it's a fun movie experience it's not great it's not like uh, that's that's bankable m night 
is so dependably good for me. Mm. Like he he hits it out of the park almost every time for me. I think uh, yeah, I think he's a really good idea man. Not necessarily the best writer, but like not good, a bad writer. Not though. a bad writer, but uh, like like uh, good enough. I mean, okay. You got Six Sense, Unbreakable, Split. Um you got um the village, um, signs, uh, the visitors is an incredible, if you haven't seen the visitors, holy moly, that movie is unbelievably fun. Um, I, I really like M. Night. He, he made the happening and then everybody just wrote him off. Like you're not, I like the happening. Like you're not allowed to have a mistake. Why do you like, I liked that movie. It was great. The the fight in the beginning of the movie People are falling from fucking buildings. It was it, it, it was great. And you don't like this? <clears throat> well, well, let, give it. I don't want to. I don't want to go into the spoiler territory okay, because we're help, not in that segment. Help yet. me. Give me. Give me your t- just in in a quick synopsis here, Billy. What's your taste in horror? Like, what are your? All right. Are, are you ready big, for this? Are you ready for this shit? What are your tops? All right. So uh, <laughs> I'm more of a bottom, but that's another story. Um. Let me tell you, before going to watch this movie yesterday, I was tr- I was watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. That's what I, I was sending you those photos oh, okay. of that movie. Okay. And I'll tell you, I enjoy the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 more than part one because it was so fucking goofy. And I love it. I love goofy horror comedies that don't take themselves seriously. Going back to the, the Evil Dead review you guys did. I didn't like part one. I liked part two because it was so fucking cheesy and funny. Yeah. So I love horror films that are comedic, that don't take themselves seriously. How do you feel about Critters and Ghoulies? Critters and Ghoulies? Is Critters the one that was on fucking sci-fi? No. Um, yeah, it had a, it did have a show that came out on Shudder. I mean, it was uh, it was definitely a movie that you would have seen on sci-fi if that's what I think it was. On, I think it was on sci-fi. Spin it back to the sci-fi thing. If you're watching a movie that is on sci-fi two years after its fucking release, the movie fucking sucked. No, it doesn't. But that's not the point here. Cube that's was, not the Cube was what? on sci-fi all the time, and it was. Is Cube the Spanish film? Um, no, it's Canadian. What? Yeah, yeah. Which Canadian. is the Spanish film where there are? Oh, that's Platform. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys seen Platform? We That's not the it. fucking point here. I love horror comedy movies. That's what I enjoy. If it's a horror movie that's taking itself too fucking seriously, like those godforsaken A24 films, can't fucking stand them. I fucking hated Midsummer. It's about this whitey bitch. This guy should have got out of this relationship way before it. He didn't deserve to die in a fucking bear suit. Are you kidding me? And everyone's like, oh, he had it coming for being, being him, for being himself. Sure, he had relationships. What? Billy, he was inconsiderate. It, it's a fucking joke, but I, I did like the beginning of that movie. Her cries were so just haunting. That was the best part of that film. Uh, a lot of people agree with you on both of those points. On A24, it's fucking, they're, they're milking the titties of these uh, Star Wars shirt-wearing motherfuckers. Hey, 
shit. I don't appreciate oh, that. I just I'm like sorry to, about that. I have several Star Wars shirts. Take a moment and say that Bill the the views that I'm Billy heated ex- right now the, from this movie. The views that Billy expresses are not those of Horror Movie Talk <laughs> Inc. Um, my score for old is seven out of ten. I had a You're really crazy. I had a really good time with this, um, and I would I would watch it again. It is being added to my. Uh, love, lovely wall of movies that I enjoy of uh, M. Night Shyamalan movies. What do you think, Bryce? Seven out of ten. What do you think, Bryce? Let's not interrupt constantly. I mean, sorry. I, Thank I, you. Sorry. I think it's uh, better than average, but not by much. This is one of those six sixes for me. Like, it's... Um, I'm. It doesn't pass the uh, I really want to watch it again or show it yeah. to a lot of people, but in the moment... It was enjoyable just because it was, again, if I had watched this alone, it would not be nearly as enjoyable. It probably would have been a five if I watched it alone. But the fact that I could turn to you and (laughs) (laughs) make little observations of the film. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Okay, Billy, what do you got to say? What's your score? Let me tell you. We score on a scale of one to ten. Scale of one to ten. From the first three minutes of the movie, it established that none of these characters are likable. All right. The kids were obnoxious. And if you're starting a movie with a little girl singing, like really trying to sing, you're already losing points because I find it obnoxious. The son was obnoxious. He was trying to be funny. He had some cute moments, but it, it he was so unlikable. The wife was so unlikable. The, the husband... I, first of all, I felt like these were just foreign actors giving English lines and they were trying to just try, they were trying their hardest to belt them out. What was that movie? Uh, um, what was, what was the movie with the guy that's a pervert now? Franco? What's his, uh, his There's brother's so name? so many of them. The sex, the sex pest? <laughs> the, yes. What, what was the, the name where it was, Franco, uh, James Franco? No, his brother. Oh, Oh we, no no not his brother James Franco played the the role of this what was the movie Kevin Spacey or you need, you need a lot Bill more. Cosby is it Lem- Leonard <laughs> no, Number Six it was it was Franco the interview who played yes what no it wasn't the interview that was the one where they killed the the, the Asian dude yeah uh, where was the it was the tongue in cheek movie Spider Man Three made, what Spider Man Three <laughs> fucking hell hold on a second but was it the I'm one about you. the room. Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you. It sounded like these were actors from the room. Okay. Like they were all yeah. that main character. They were trying to say these roles. I can't remember any lines that this woman said or that You're this guy said. You're tearing me apart, guy. And that's exactly what the whole beginning, what these two ca- actors sound like the whole time. So from that combined with the, the Jurassic Park feeling I got, the disappointment that I experienced when there were dinosaurs in these first three minutes, I was giving it a solid three out of 10. Wow. A three out of 10. Just based based on the three minutes, the beginning. But But there's a whole movie after that. Yes, yes, yes. As the movie progressed and with that, uh, the twist at the end, I gave it a five because it was enjoyable. I didn't understand what was happening, what the tone was. Was it a comedy? Was it a, a dramatic comedy? What the fuck was happening? I had a blast watching it. But I just couldn't take it seriously. What the fuck? Also, there were some scenes that were really fucking weird. Yeah, but no, I, I mean, there, there was yeah. Let's, I hate the movie. It was okay. It was funny. I liked it a lot. 
All right. <laughs> so we're all we're all around the same mid spectrum. Let's uh let's do the mid roll and get into the spoilers because I really want to talk about spoilers with this one. So if you would like to help support the podcast and clothe yourself with some of the hottest merchandise that you can possibly find on this planet, you should head on over to nightchannels.com. If you do, you will find a selection of shirts and sweatshirts that have so much cool shit on them that your head will fucking explode like scanners. And you know what they got over there? T-shirts of scanners? A t-shirt of scanners. This is a a sampling of some of the new shirts that they have. They've got a Society, uh, the 1989 Society. We just did a review on that a couple months back. Um They've got a couple new Hellraiser designs, City of Lost Children, Hour of the Wolf, and Liquid Sky. I mean, these are pretty deep cuts, yeah. even even for us, and that's the kind of uh, horror knowledge you get at and Night Channels. And they're not just like, they're not just like, you know, the movie poster. They're like fucking, like, cuts from the movie, you know, like the chatterer from Hellraiser's face, like, ah. Or like, like, f- like foreign posters kind of stuff. They're really interesting, so... Really, all you got to do is go to nightchannels.com and start browsing, and I guarantee you'll find something that you're like, mm, I want I want that, and then maybe that as well. Might as well get this while I'm getting that. Use code HMT at checkout, and you'll get 13% off. I'll tell you what, like this is the sponsor where most people come back to us and say, yeah, yeah we definitely bought some stuff from them so yeah, night, night channels loves us because you guys keep buying stuff from right. night channels and that's really a, that says enough in and of and itself. it's a good partnership in this last email i sent he was like yeah let us know what's coming up on the docket maybe we can make some shirts for this so i mean if we have requests from fans uh we could probably we could probably get something made over yeah. night channels yeah so again use code hmt at checkout it gets you 13% off of your order. And, you know, they have some new selection selections for um, different uh, different styles of shirts as well. So check them out. Um, and you should know that if you're listening to these commercials, you don't have to. If you sign up to become a patron over on patreon.com slash horror movie talk, you can uh, you can skip these commercials. Mm-hmm. And also, you can get, you can get access to the Afterpods, which is a whole other podcast that we record and play ex- exclusively on Patreon. There's also a ton of other perks and stuff. You can get yourself, if you sign up for a certain level of patronage, you can get a Horror Movie Talk shirt um, just sent to you with a bunch of stickers and, and show notes and all kinds of cool shit. So You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, the real heroes. You know, some people say the teachers are the real heroes or mm. or mothers are the real heroes. Mm-hmm. You know who the real heroes are? Mm. Good Sanitation workers. Well, the real heroes. But next to them. Mm. Porn stars. Our patrons. Patrons. Our people that sign up for Patreon. And we've got, I got, we'll probably hear it on the voicemail, but we got berated by one of our patrons because we mentioned that uh, Night Channels is our favorite sponsor and they were saying... How are they your favorite sponsor? What about your Patreon members? And that's true. Patreon is our favorite. I don't consider them sponsors. I consider them friends. Right. I Yeah, exactly. Wow. I consider them um, family. Hmm. So if you consider them friends, uh, I consider them family. And uh, and just, just real quick here, I want to thank um, 
I think we have one new patron, uh, Belzora Hollow. Um, That's not the real name. Well, no, obviously. Um, Belzoro? Belzora Hollow. Thank you, Belzora, for uh, for hopping on our Patreon and supporting us. We appreciate you. And uh, Except she won't hear this. Yeah, she won't hear this, but I'll say it again. Um, if I got another great way to support horror movie talks, head on over to our website, go to the shop, buy some stickers, buy a coaster, buy uh, a shirt, and uh, and then you get to rep my brand, and you also get to support us. Check out our resident artist, Dustin Goble, who fucks so hard. He fucks everything in sight. He just fucks it to death, and he, in his wake is a is a long line of dead things that have been fucked. And all consensual all consensual um because he had and he has the contracts to prove it he also takes commissions for artwork from hmt fans so contact him at dgobel00 that's at d-g-o-e-b-e-l-0-0 on instagram make your artistic dreams come true tell him that we sent you call the show i should mention at the end of this show we're going to be doing horror move talk whores and you can get a hold of that voicemail line by calling 682-253-4468. Thanks again for listening, and let's get into spoilers. Spoilers! Oh, yeah. It should be mentioned that we have new hardware here today. We have a new... Yeah, I was going to say rest in peace our old mixer. Mixer. Because we'll no longer be able to do the voice changing. I don't... I think we should have gotten another one. I like that one. But... Okay, I'll take the task cam over the Yamaha. It's... Yeah. We're, we're having some growing pains, some learning uh, curve issues, but it, it's this one is great. In a couple of weeks, it'll all be... You mm. won't remember anything. It'll, ju- it'll just be... So anyway, at the start of this movie, M. Night Shyamalan came on the screen, as he is wont to do in all of his movies. But this one, he just talked directly to us with his face and said, I miss you. I love you. I really enjoy that you come to see my movies in theaters. And I felt... I it warmed the cockles of my heart. Yeah, I'm more cynical. I was like, <laughs> it felt like he was begging us to keep seeing his movies. Well, why would he need to do that? We were already there. The only people who are going to see it are people. Well, who then you're going to gonna watch old, and <laughs> you might be like, "Is it worth it? Should I just wait to see these on Netflix?" Isn't it like, no? It's very important that you come see them here. I was actually disappointed that I couldn't. Uh stream this movie yeah you you put up quite a big fight you said i was looking for a reimbursement for this you know how much money i spent how much i spent 14 dollars on a ticket then after the ticket i had to buy snacks Mm. you had to i bought a a diet a diet uh coca-cola not our sponsors coke zero over on the uh the hotline advice podcast you know they're our sponsors well they were until they dropped us because of the stuff you said Oh, that's fucking. That's true. The fucking pussies. Now, uh, uh, what was I? What was I saying here? Um, I was. I was very angry. So, that's kind of an amateur move. I mean, aren't you supposed to sneak your snacks in? Like, I would think a hoodlum such as yourself would sneak your snacks in. 
You know, I was in the theater of a bunch of hoodlums uh, in, in addition to myself. I told you they were taking part in illegal, illicit drug use. Mm. They were smoking. There were clouds of smoke in the theater. Mm. It was a shit show. Yeah. Were they smoking doobies? Were they? Was I that- don't know if they if they were the doobies. Are they called doobies do buzz? I don't know. Yeah, and then the movie opens up with the most precocious kids, all in capital letters, precocious. See, this is this is where M. Night Shyamalan's writing kind of like falls short, is that he's got all the moving parts like every but it's so like visible what he's trying to do in each of these moments where he's like, I need archetypal precocious children. And so he's like. Okay, I gotta have the the kid that's, you know, gonna talk to lots of people and be super precocious and and smart for his These age. kids were so obnoxious <laughs> and from the beginning. They were so obnoxious and so unlikable. You could tell that he was making lines for these. Oh, this is the cute kid moment. Oh, she's singing. She's this is the the precious kid moment. They were so unlikable, only to be topped by their unlikable parents. Right. I, I do agree with you, Billy, that like that is a problem with the movie is that you don't care about anyone, really. Like, you're it not- makes it so much easier for me to for me to go. It, it It's like there's a bunch of sl- open slots in my mind and I'm and I just get to go boop, 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 boop. Here's all the puzzle pieces. Right. And then I'm just like, I'm I'm happy. It's not again. It's not bad. He's just not super I, I feel like he he gets the table stakes and then there's like all right we can move on i've got enough stuff to worry about like the script's done let's worry about like producing and directing this movie and uh so that's that's a little apparent like it, it's very expositional like <laughs> that's one of my favorite parts of the the opening scene is them like wow how we're so young what's it gonna <laughs> be like when we're older look at these kids they're large. Not as large as they will be, though. Yeah. When they get older. <laughs> Mom, you're much older than us because you're an adult and we're children. <laughs> like, know, this is the I, opening I, scene. I, and it's like, okay, this is... Uh, there's a natural way to talk about this stuff. And that was not the way. It was like, <laughs> no. We're going to drop in the setup portion of the script template and fill it in. Right. Like, paint by numbers. There's an issue here. There's an issue here. I'll tell you that. And the issue is with these child actors, who's writing lines for these child actors? I feel like they're just telling them, listen, go on and try to act like what you think a child would act like. And that's what they're <laughs> telling them to do. Cause none of no kids act like this. No kids are this obnoxious. You have this little guy running around asking, Oh, what do you do? I don't have any kids. Thankfully. But you two, as a older gentleman, parents, do your kids act like this? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. They do a lot of the time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are weird moments, definitely, more often than you would think. You think yeah. they just act, you think they, yeah. Yeah, there, there's, when your children talk to you in adult language, it's disturbing, but also frequent. Yeah, because like, they're they're trying to work that out. Yeah, well, I will say this though: the children are not the worst actors in this movie. <laughs> no, God, no, no. The uh, no, they're that, actually pretty good. That crowning achievement goes to um, 
Let me look up his name. Was it uh, the doctor? No, oh. he wasn't. He wasn't that bad. Ken Leung. Lung? Oh, the, the nurse dude. Oh, yeah, the yeah. He he Asian played man. He played Miles and Lost. He was hilarious. He was so bad. Like it was his acting was distractingly bad to me. I didn't notice, especially it. like the first, <laughs> the first part where he's like, he's uh, like, I am a nurse. <laughs> he was hilarious. Was, it was like his I didn't his line delivery the of movie. like. Yeah, I mean, it was it was so, like, this man is, this person is having a a uh, what was what was happening to the, to the lady? Seizure. Epileptic. Seizure. She's having an epileptic seizure. I am a nurse. <laughs> is there a doctor? Like it's like I'm not even lying. Like that's basically how he did the line delivery that's on. So that's so how it was I'm, comedic. Yeah, but it made sense to me. I go, oh, he's a nurse. He right. understands. That this is the thing that you say in this scenario, and he's staying calm. Like it all made sense to me. I was just like, "Yeah, no." Like I have a lot of nurses in my family, and so I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is probably how they would act." And he was one of the characters that was given the job of repeating expositional yeah. dialogue, where it's like, <laughs> "Are you guys tired when, of that trope, though?" When Whenever something in- happens, a fucking doctor shows up. Oh, I'm a doctor. I'm here to help you no matter what the situation is because I'm a doctor and I can save you regardless. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a couple. He's not the only, like, bad actor. And I don't even blame it on them necessarily. I think a lot of it has to do with direction to where um, I know that M. Night is actually um, has a reputation for coming in under budget and on time. Like, he's. He's like a very efficient director, and sometimes the way that that comes through in directors like that, this is true with like um, Clint Eastwood too. Um, oh yeah, the the thing that you see with those type of directors is like taking the first shot, taking the first shot, yeah, <laughs> and they're not waiting for the best performance. They're like, "That's covered. Let's move on." The I- words were said, and that's the important thing. And it's not; they're not about like the tonality or the uh the depth of character there's like let's move on to the next shot after this line has been delivered it's their job to do it good ew david so i mean that that is kind of apparent throughout the whole movie but that that actor in particular that character was like distracting to me how bad how bad it was you know speaking of eastwood you know what i realized after the movie what that's Clint Eastwood's daughter, the one with the weird fucking eyes. Really, the hotel, uh, the hotel uh, drink giver, Madrid. Her name was Madrid or something. No way. With the weird eyes. That's, That's Clint Eastwood's daughter. Wow. She's she's like abnormally gorgeous. She's not gorgeous. You're full of shit, David Day. Her well, eyes are like five inches apart. I should, I should, I should, I mean, I definitely know what you're talking about. She she looked like a low-rent Anya Taylor, yes. whatever her name is. What I'll say, what I'll say about, about her is, okay, and this is true of like supermodels and models in general, is they're just freakishly proportioned in, <laughs> in exotic ways. And she, her face is so 
different that she almost looks like the creature on Splice. Right. She does. <laughs> right. Where you're like, what? There's something a little off about this, but I can't quite right. put your put my finger on it. Mm. I think she's, she's fucking pretty. shredded. I think she's very pretty, though. Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't disagree with that at all. She's um, very odd looking. She's she looked strange. Yeah, even even in a, you know, a lot of times with with faces and proportions like that, the camera loves them because because they are unique looking but she is so unique looking that it's like whoa like yeah it, she is very but that's clint eastwood's daughter yeah it's clint eastwood's daughter i had to google her because she looked so strange and that's what came up he sent me a <laughs> hang on he sent me a um <laughs> here here bryce look at this he sent me a picture of <laughs> Her with her eyes next to a ruler. <laughs> she <laughs> looks so strange. Showing how far apart her eyes are. Um, yeah, yeah, she's beautiful. Yeah, I like it's, uh, yeah. You, so, babyface, you kick her out of bed. She, let me tell you, she looked. She was in tremendous shape in terms of uh, physicality. She was shredded. You saw her bicep veins coming in, but her face just doesn't do it for me. Also, I'm not into white girls. Mm, mm. That's really kind of racist of you. You know? Uh, so they don't waste any time getting to the beach. Like, I appreciate that. They yeah. don't spend a lot of time on the at the resort. Overall, I feel like they don't waste any time in this movie at all. Almost. Yeah. So they get... They are basically told by the hotelier <laughs> or whatever, like, I have a very special place just for you. Right before this, though, it should be mentioned that they are met met with unique and exotic drinks. Right. With mm. with lots of little flourishes in them and, and little herbery. And that's important for later. Mm -hmm. and we'll talk about that. Later. And uh, they get to the beach and everything seems fine except dead bodies are washing on the shore. And, like, again, they don't waste that much time before they get to the premise of the movie, which is... There's some kind of time anomaly on this beach to where people age very quickly. Living things age very quickly. Right. So I think it's like every, what was the calculation? It was like every three hours was a year? It, no, every half hour was a year. Okay. Yeah, because because the pregnancy occurred on the beach and she had the baby within 20 minutes. That made no fucking sense. Um, <laughs> that made no sense. What do you mean? <sighs> there's just a there's a lot of wrong in this movie. Yeah, that was There's a Oh my god. Like can I tell you something? And this may like skip a, this isn't skipping ahead too far. Maybe like a couple minutes in the movie time, which is many that, years in real time. Yes, yes. But that transition when the the kids are starting to age, mm -hmm. right? I like how they did it. They don't show their face. But what bothered me, and let me tell you, what bothered me was you're shooting the kids from the back, right? And you're shooting specifically the daughter from the back. She goes from 11 years old to having cheeks out of nowhere. <laughs> and they just spin the, they spin the camera and she goes, what, from 11 to 16? And her cheek development is crazy. They clearly chose the body of a girl 
this girl, woman, had an hourglass figure with cheeks. And you expect me to believe she went from 11 to 16? I felt like a fucking pervert because the camera just stood zoomed in on her cheeks, man. All cheeked up. She was <laughs> that's well cheeked up on a Thursday afternoon. On a Thursday afternoon on the beach, she was double cheeked up, and I felt like a pervert because, like, this girl, she's eleven. What? What was she? Sixteen years old? There, double cheeked up. It's a full of. It's. I mean, it's a confusing time for her too. Yeah. You know? oh, I, <laughs> I was fucking confused. The whole time. But what I liked was regardless of how cheeked up she was and the kid too, the, the little boy, uh-huh. uh, no matter how old they got, yeah, their he was voice, cheeked up too. he was not cheeked up. Their, <laughs> their voices always stood childlike and the way they would say things was constantly childlike. I liked that con- continuity. Yeah, because right. they because their bodies aged, but really their, their minds didn't get any chance to catch up. How right. would they know the fuck? Well, they just, they just, did, you know, I mean, really, how do you, like, how do you go through puberty anyway? You know, it starts with like, well, well I mean, just like Jurassic Park, life finds a way. It finds Billy. a way. Oh my God. I, so the, the whole time on the beach, really, this is a, the one like really great thing you can say about M. Night is he has a lot of ideas. Yeah. And really this movie has one overarching idea of like, okay, they're going to age quicker. And then. There's just a sequence of vignettes of let's list all the things that happen when you get old. <laughs> well, not just not just the vignettes about how you get old, but also like setting up the rules for this strange and unique mm-hmm. phenomenon. There's a boundary. If you get close to the boundary, you pass out. If you try and climb the wall, you pass out. Mm-hmm. If you try and go up the canyon, you pass out. If you try and swim too far away in the water. You pass and that's out. that's another great idea of, of like okay, localized. this is a this is a um, localized phenomenon. Th- phenomenon, and he likens it to diving underwater to where like if you come up too quick you can get the bends right and you so what out. what's happening when they're trying to leave the area is they're passing out and that's like what they're saying this must be what's happening maybe if we go I love this part sorry another aside. They they find this out pretty quick, or they, they have this theory pretty quick, and they say, maybe if we move slow out through the canyon and just pause, like we're coming up for air. This is this is we, the biggest problem maybe, that I have with the movie. Maybe we can get through. And then they proceed to not test that theory out ever. Well, they discount it. They discount it in the, in the, in the most ridiculous way that you could possibly discount it. They go, okay, so what if we just like, just like coming up out of a scuba out of a deep scuba dive we did it slowly in sections uh-huh. well you know i mean as we're progressing out of the canyon you know that'll be years off of our life and they they write it off by saying are you willing to sacrifice like 50 years of your life to get out of here and it's like and then they go yeah you're right never mind fuck right that. And it's like the real answer is yeah, right, well, yeah. yes. If it means I get out and don't have to die in ten minutes on this beach, yes. Yeah. Or the answer is make the kids do it. <laughs> like, isn't that the obvious answer of sure, like or anything? Just send the youngest person out. Right. Instead, they choose to die on the beach. Yeah. It's. Uh, I love that that they that he goes through the trouble of explaining this scenario and then never. Uh, 
delivers on it. So yeah, I mean, each <laughs> it gets the length is perfect because it, this whole concept never really gets old. Like That's what she's saying. They they go through all these ideas of like what happens when you get old. Okay, well you get puberty, mm. so they do that with the kids. Uh, what, what happens over time? Pregnancy. Okay, we'll show that. Uh, whatever. What else happens? You lose your eyesight. All right, we got oh, that. What if, what if you get what if you get cut or stabbed? Yeah. Oh, it heals really fast. Wait, right. wait, hold on a second. This whole thing with the healing the the healing factors that these guys had like Wolverine level healing yeah. factors. They were getting sliced up, but then at the end, the healing factor doesn't work once you get stabbed multiple times. What's up with that? No, the healing factor didn't work when you was stabbed with a rusty knife because then you get. Uh, but tetanus. the guy, re- remember when the the crazy uh, racist English dude started stabbing the doctor? Uh, mini- the doctor yes. killed mid-sized sedan. So mid-sized so, sedan I gotta multiple explain, times. I gotta explain mid-sized sedan here for all explain of him. our listeners. Mid-sized sedan was actually on this beach with a beautiful young naked woman. Uh, oh, she's be- lovely. Before any of our other uh, crew showed up. Bryce is deep into picking his nose right now. <laughs> Sorry. Deep. He's just a, digging around. I have a crust. I have a crusty. I did too. You didn't see it when I did it. Yeah. Um, so m- mid-sized sedan is a rapper with a gorgeous woman and, and he's just sitting there and then they all show up and he's, but he's, he's black. Uh, and so, so there's a instant like race issue brought up with uh, the doctor instantly though mm-hmm. it happened as soon as they came into in the same scene well, that's how he was re- already it was fucking ridiculous that's how it works you don't like you're either racist or you're not like you don't you don't show up as a racist and be like let's see how this black guy does i'll like, let him I- prove himself <laughs> like i also love that low-key the very first concept of aging that they have in this movie is that black don't crack. <laughs> oh my god. They gosh. do say that. They're like, oh, this is the only time these <laughs> the, white people want to be black. The, the two black people look at each other and are like, yeah, we're going to look the same until we're 80. We're going to do okay. But they didn't explain, the guy didn't explain how long he was at the beach before they got there. Because he was sitting there. It looked like he was sitting there a whole day before they even got to the beach. I think he was there for an hour or two. <laughs> Just suspend your disbelief for like a couple minutes. Yeah, I he mean, was it, hanging out there. As soon as the doctor gets onto the scene, oh, let's set up our camp over here, not by this black guy sitting on the rocks. Yeah, that's the other. Th- oh, you know what? I just, I think I just unlocked them. So, mm-hmm. Billy, you said that the unbelievable thing when he got stabbed multiple times, that that didn't seem believable. But the person that that happened to was. The guy whose malady was, he had a, a, blood, a clotting. blood clotting issue. So that's why he's bleeding through his nose most of the time. That's right. So his no, his like blood wouldn't clot so his wounds couldn't heal. But when he got cut in the face earlier, the wound closed up instantly. Billy, don't worry about it. He gets stabbed a lot of times. <laughs> well, and the other and thing is, if he gets stabbed it, in, in, in some... Some in organ. Succession? That, well, if he gets stabbed in some organ that fails immediately, like the heart or the brain right, or right, something right, right. like they that. They removed a fucking tumor from this lady that was attached to muscle tissue. And while they had their fingers in her while the wound was closing up to open it up, but the guy still said, I could feel the skin closing. Yeah, they were. And 
They Makes were, no sense. They were deep in her guts. Yeah, that was like Jeez. probably one of the coolest concepts of like her skin is closing around my fingers. Yeah, that they, was awesome. Um, so, so what happens is once they get to the beach and they establish that there's an old thing going on where we're all aging very quickly, then there's this like incredible rapid fire succession of concepts that you just get pelted with. It's like grandma dies because she's already old and she got older. Dog dies because in dog years, everything moves fast anyway. So fuck you, that dog. And, uh, you know, it's like it's the kids are now older. They're fucking and having babies very quickly. Uh, the the uh we, oh, the we baby got, dies. The baby dies because lack of attention. What the fuck was that? Yeah, <laughs> I just laughed and laughed. I was just like, we set the baby down for a couple seconds, and that ended up being literally days and days in the baby's <laughs> what time. The fuck? Yeah, that's the. Uh, I love that's the equivalent of like uh, that'd be too expensive to show a baby growing up in in an hour. So let's just find an excuse not to do that. Well, you could have you could have done something better than like the more believable thing is you set it down and you what don't, if it was you don't feed it. They should yeah. no, they should have just said it was Sids. <laughs> <laughs> Sids can strike at any time. It can strike at any time, it's, no matter what. It's I mean, sudden is in the title, right? In and, the acronym, and so. sudden in regular time is very quick compared right. to sudden in sped up time, right? Sids. Like, you could have years before SIDS can attack. Bingo. But on this beach, it's instantaneous. I wonder if there's any cases of SIDS in, like, 15-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be great. You just well, like, I guess infant is in you, the name. What if you just murder your, your 15-year-old? It's like, SIDS. SIDS. What am I gonna yeah. I think just, in that scene, when all that, all that stuff starts happening so fast... That's when it got my interest again. Yeah. On the beach, everything happens so fast. You have all these weird things happening. At one point, it, they play it up to think that the 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 daughter and the rapper are going to have an intimate relationship. They do that. And then everything just speeds up. The fucking, the dead girl turns into bones, which was a great, a great thing because they carry that on into the child. Yeah. I, I really the pregnancy danger ops prangent that was ridiculous will it hurt baby top of his head it was it was uh, sorry I'm playing some some pre-gat drops here Billy one moment hang on can I get bringed if I he had a comdom on <laughs> I that was so alarming to me I didn't see it coming at yeah, all yeah they don't they <clears throat> they don't set it up at all like the kids they do in- set it up a little bit the kids are like yeah, kind of touching each other. Right. It's so ridiculous how they set it up, though. She's like, I don't feel the same that I did yesterday. See, I feel differently, but I like how it feels. Man, and it, then they just start fucking? <laughs> what? See, they M. Night, like, completely missed the opportunity here of, like, having that um, trading places moment. Yeah. Where the kid, like, he grows up and he looks down and he's like, whoa, I got a big old dick now. <laughs> Check out my dick. Have you guys seen my dick? My dick can get so hard. Look how big my raging heart on is. Ah, Mom, mom, my penis. (laughs) It's that was one of the times that I turned to David was like one of those moments where they're panning around and not showing the whole shot of the kid to like reveal how old they are. Just has the, the boy standing like next to his mother as his mother is like laying down. And so his crotch is like eye level. 
<laughs> she like looks over in disbelief and i was like son your dick is huge your dick is so big um one uh, one character we haven't mentioned yet at all is the osteoporosis girl right that who, was great who is i mean gorgeous mm. i mean she was not gorgeous all right david Day. let's be honest here, here here's here's the deal okay go ahead let me tell you the idea i don't understand when this concept became like oh skinny tall skinny blonde chicks are super attractive she was not attractive at all throughout the whole movie it's a bold she, statement she, she was not she looked like her body looked just sunburnt dried up it was it was she was not attractive okay okay what what this is this is important because everybody finds different things attractive what what do you find attractive there, Billy? I told you, Violet Mayers is the perfect example yeah, but like, of what why? I find Break attractive. Break it down. Break it down for me. All right, so we need a, a, a woman that has sexually a secondary sexual characteristics. You know, she can't be skinny. You have to have a nice, a nice birthing hips, some fat on you, some nice glutes, some nice legs, some breasts. Then personally, mm. I like a nice tan complexion, the nice long dark hair, things that accentuate the feminine features, you know? Okay. It's simple. See, so, I mean, some people like, uh, you know, slashers, other mm -hmm. people like thrillers, mm -hmm. some people are into the paranormal. Me, I'm an equal opera. I find women attractive. Mm -hmm. Women. Mm -hmm. And I love them. To a degree that it's hard for me, it's hard for me to describe. Right. I just, the femininity <laughs> is the thing that I like. <laughs> I just. She was not feminine looking at all. She was just skinny. She was built like a, a swimmer. This brings up an important point. If you aren't watching Cooking with Paris Hilton on Netflix right now, you are missing out. You I are. Think she's the reason that that whole archetype of ladies became yeah, even Paris popular. Paris Hilton is the reason why tall, skinny blondes are are like <laughs> the, the reason that she was the first one. She was the first one ever. <laughs> Forget <laughs> all the rest. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I, I'm in David's camp in terms of like uh, I'll I have a very wide spectrum of attraction for women and it, it really just com comes down to yeah are you a woman right <laughs> are you a woman will you say feminine things to me that being uh, that being said there are like different aspects of like okay well that's you know obviously like the face can have a wide range of attractiveness yeah. and i will say with this with this uh girl in the movie she was not just skinny she was entering like the range of gauntness like yes the the range of like okay that that looks like an eating disorder yes that's what i was gonna say like the cheeks they popularized the, cheeks sun, the, uh, the bulimia in. look don't look i mean the body was nice but like but you're just further stigmatizing it you know like I, i'm okay look everybody has problems if you if you have bulimia i still love you no i mean it's it's uh i'm not gonna act like i you know care about other people's health but like there's it's like a phenomenon like you, you look at if you've ever known someone that's been anorexic or even look at like bodybuilders mm. and when they're doing the competition that they've cut and they're like that person is dehydrated and gaunt like you can just see their face 
sunken in. Yeah. Their body looks fantastic. You can see every definition of it, but that's not natural. That's not like an everyday thing. What's your point, David? I think we can What's make a comparison point? here. So we have the uh, the the blonde lady, and then we have the blonde lady Madrid from the beginning. These are two different uh, mm. types of skinny woman. Yeah. The the Clint Eastwood's daughter, she's shredded like she was working out. You can see the muscle and the veins on her. This other one was just gone. Like she had an eating disorder. Look, I don't know how we got into this conversation. I, look, it doesn't but, matter. Uh, They're all beautiful. Uh, I don't care. But regardless, she's got osteoporosis. Yes, yeah, she got. She has a bone, <laughs> a bone she's disease. Like, I need calcium. calcium. And uh, and then she's like, so that that's the thing that is get does get sold by the, the script is that she is vain, and she really cares about her appearance. So that's like ripe for the concept of the movie, but really they don't. My one complaint is that they don't really do a lot in stages. Like they don't show a lot of change, especially with the adults. Yeah. You, you kind of see like towards the end, they're doing a little bit with makeup, but it's not like, and they excuse that though. They go, you know, Hey, we're not going to see a whole lot of change with us throughout because we have a budget. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. It makes it makes sense though. It makes sense. Yeah. You're going to see the biggest changes from a child into adolescence and right. all that. When once you're getting you hit a certain age, those changes aren't as profound yeah, and the, as they were earlier. And the yeah. kids, you know, you end up seeing three different actors per kid. You know, so you have the little kid, you have the the teens, mm. and then you have the no four different actors. You have a, a like a mid twenties, mid thirties. And then you have the old, the the forties and fifties actors. And I love, I love that they're all so like the little kid, the boy. Mm. I love that every single one of those actors is based off of the appearance of the guy from Hereditary. Yeah, we gotta gotta put that big mole on everyone. Yeah, (laughs) in the same spot. Is that the guy from Hereditary? Yeah. Oh wow. Mm -hmm. And from. Pig. He was in Pig too. I have not seen Pig yet. Have you seen Pig yet, uh, baby? That kid's a, that kid's annoying. Let me tell you something. He was in the uh, the Naked Brothers band. Do you remember that? No, Naked Brothers. What <laughs> was that? That guy in, in uh, Times Square. Yeah, it was. He was in the Naked Brothers band. What's that? It was. It was a, a program for uh, the the youths, the kids of uh, two brothers. They weren't naked. They were clothed. And they were a part of a, a band. Did you? It see was on this Nickelodeon. Band? Oh, I saw it in passing. It was a Nickelodeon. So I was not aware. He's Hispanic. Is that why you dislike him, uh, Billy? He's not Hispanic. He's clearly Jewish. Oh, what? Yeah, as a Jewish man myself, I can tell when I see my own. Oh, he's Jewish. Okay. Um. Well, there you have it. Um. So. Oh. So he's. But he annoys See, you because I mean, he's Jewish. I would assume that you're Yourself not Jewish. Jew? Billy doesn't seem like a real Jewish name. It's what? Not, it's William. William. It's it's William Steele. Uh, yeah. Which is a, clearly a stage name. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> like a stage name. <laughs> That's my actual shoot name. That's my real name. But this guy just doesn't. He doesn't rub me the right way. There's just something about his face and his acting. He's just annoying. He he reminds me of the guy from uh, what was the movie? The the guy that's playing Flash now. There's something wrong with uh, what is Jacob, Jeremy, James, John? 
What's the movie called? Oh, there's something wrong. Kevin. With, with, we got to talk Kevin about Kevin. Kevin. Oh, yeah. Talk about Kevin, yeah. He looks like that guy. Yeah, kind of. a little bit. I see that. Oh, okay, yeah. A little bit. They should have got him for old. So, we should mention, <sighs> we should mention that throughout the movie, there are little nods to there's a guy on a hillside or something flashing off on a hillside. And it, it and they kind of established that, oh, we're being watched by someone. Someone's observing us this whole time. I love the point where they're like, it's a camera because it's a green light. And obviously it could only be a camera if it's a green light. Shut up. You know, like, give the movie a break here. Um, this guy broke the fourth wall so many times, Mr. M. Night Shyamalan. I respect him for that. I do, too. I, I had a I had a really fun time watching it. And part of part of the reason I liked this was because I was constantly asking, like, what if this? Like, what if that? And it would answer those things. And it really did a weird frenetic thing. That I think would, if this beach existed, I think this would happen. You, you, time is sped up so much that you're just, you know how they say when you get old, you're just more you, you're like you distilled, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, like all of these characters became more and more themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, they really like. The vain woman uh, who uh, is very gaunt and skinny, she became very vain and very like, and the doctor who was clearly experiencing um, dementia issues um, just get further and further down that rabbit hole. And like, and all the characters, um, I just realized, did they ever say the movie that he was trying to allude to? No. No. What was it? It was Marlon Brando and who? Marlon Brando and was it Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, 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 no. Who was it? Was it? Was it? Was it? Um, I can't believe we didn't write it down. Marlon Brando and some other actor. Marlon. And aside from that, this guy, I thought he was suffering from dementia. As this thing went on, I was like, oh, this guy's clearly suffering from something. And as he's going on, the the symptoms are getting worse. When at the end it said he was a paranoid schizophrenic, <laughs> right? Oh. I was like, "What?" Well, maybe they mis- misdiagnosed him. You should have went with the dementia, but why was he act like? It made more sense if you went with dementia. Yeah, it was. It wouldn't make any sense. They were trying to portray it as he was. He couldn't remember things. Yeah, and and you don't. I mean, typically, paranoid schizophrenia doesn't onset in midlife right. i mean i mean it can i, I suppose but usually he had multiple 20s. personalities I, I i didn't understand what was happening with him they should have went with the dementia part to it that's a, that's completely different a more profound question i have for the two of you and our listeners in the the audience as one ages what is the catalyst of change is one truly the same as they were when they were a child, does that really remain mm. as our body grows amongst us? Mm. Or do these experiences really play such a traumatic and shaping role in us that we're forced to just give away all that joy from childhood? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're always a new person. Every moment. <laughs> he, loves that I'm ser- he loves that I'm seriously answering this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but towards the end of the film, well, I don't. Are we at the end of it yet? So hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk us through a little bit of this. 
The Asian man dies swimming. The little girl, uh, the daughter of the doctor and the uh, and the osteoporosis lady, she dies climbing. The black lady dies of a seizure. Uh, the doctor gets real stabby and angry. Mm. Um, and our uh, protagonists kind of, uh, one of them goes deaf, the other one starts going blind, and they kind of forget the fight that they were having and just end up a cute mm-hmm. old couple mm-hmm. bunch of bullshit and and as we uh as we make our way towards the end of the movie um our uh, our protagonist young lad who is now an old man who befriended a a another young man at the resort pulls out a note uh from his friend that says something to the effect of my dad doesn't like the coral, and my dad... Can someone explain that, though? When did he get that letter? Because it only showed him getting one letter. Yeah, they were passing these notes back and forth. It is presumed that, that he just... He's, you know, you don't have to see the... Do, if, if you saw the note passed from one hand to another, you'd be complaining that they were showing too much detail. So, so he gets this note. It says, my dad doesn't like the coral. His dad <laughs> is, the, is the owner of the resort, mm-hmm. so... Or his the, uncle. The, oh, his uncle. Oh, sure, sure, his uncle. And so it is It is established that, oh, maybe the coral is... Because there's no living things on this beach, but out there, there's a living thing. It's, it's literally like it's the, the, coral. S- the swing away moment. Right. Like, it's the coral. Go to the coral. Go okay. The, yeah. the end of movie. Swim through the coral, <laughs> and that will allow you to pass out of this time anomaly. And so they do. They pass through this... They pass through the coral... They evade detection by M. Night Shyamalan, who is the man on the hill mm-hmm. observing them. He's observing them because, here's the twist, there is a lab, a medical lab, operating and doing testing on all of these people who are the patients. These people all have different diagnoses. So the the black lady had seizure, epileptic seizures. Her... Uh, her husband, uh, a mid-sized sedan, um, had a blood clotting disorder. Had a blood clotting disorder. The doctor had um, schizophrenia. Schizophrenia. The doctor's wife had osteoporosis. And by the way, very disturbing death scene right. with her. That that, that moment, was great. Yeah, it was really. Gross. It was great. But here's the thing with these, with this whole movie, the tone just kept on changing ridiculously. You went into a that looked like a scene out of a, a serious horror movie. It was that haunting was and great. scary. Yeah. And I, then they go to building fucking sandcastles in the next scene. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus I, Christ. I have. So are we done explaining? So, so yeah. The, and, and so they justify their, uh, their testing by, uh, by saying, you know, this is going to help thousands of people. Mm-hmm. We found a cure for this woman's epilepsy. Um, and now we can go into production with it. Mm-hmm. And but of course, these two kids escape, who are now very old people, and they tell the story and they do, right, they right. bust the lap. The end. So I have two questions. Two. Oh, Jesus! I was glad that you didn't have coffee in there. Um, the two questions. One is, what was your favorite, like little, aging concept vignette? Like, what was the best thing in it? Oh, that's a that's a good question. I I'd have to say that um, that she was cheek when she got cheeked up. <laughs> that was the best part of the fucking scene. That was the best part. Thank you for playing it back. 
uh, when she got cheeked up out of nowhere, it what? made me question my morality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it when I like it when my morality is questioned. No, I, I probably, um, I really enjoyed the surgery on the tumor where they had to hold her like the cut open so that they could pull this fucking cantaloupe out of her. That was great. What uh, what 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 was yours, Billy? Did you have a favorite uh, aging thingy? You know, aside from the whole cheeked up moment, that was really great. I uh, I didn't really have a the osteoporosis one was great because it was so shocking and just so hard out of nowhere when things were the whole the tone of the movie was just jumping from one thing to the other. The Asian dude swimming made no fucking sense because like, dude, you say you're a nurse. You're trying to come off as this smart guy. Don't you think if you're swimming, your muscles are going to age, the lactic acid is going to build up, it's going to end up fucking killing you instantly. What are you doing? Why are you going to try to swim? But then I'm just thinking throughout the whole, uh, towards the end of the movie where they discover these forks and all these utensils, I'm just thinking they're they're thinking about making a uh, a metal suit. Just make yourself a fucking suit of fork armor and go through the cave. I, was I the only one thinking that? The, that was the one thing that that uh, that I thought was going to be a thing and wasn't at all. Was that <laughs> they're going to they make have, a suit? No, they have this cooler full of food, and wouldn't all that food go instantly rotten? No, because the food is dead. Yeah, but there's bacteria. That's what makes food go bad. Oh, that's true. She had a creamy pasta. Well, she the was bacteria eating. would die instantly. Why? Because the life of bacteria is. Yeah, but they would multiply. So the, the I thought the the thing that they were trying to sell was all of the food was like packed in these like aluminum foil packets. I was like, the aluminum protects them. So I was like, just dump out all that food, and make an aluminum. Swing like, away, Meryl. Yeah, make an aluminum suit out of, uh, you know, out of that stuff. And they didn't do that at all. So my favorite, uh, I think, was the osteoporosis monster at the end. That was that was probably pretty great. Um, the I, And I just checked the, the actress of the, the teenage version. Uh, it was Thomason McKenzie, which you might recognize from Jojo Rabbit and Leave No Trace. Um, we, you can feel okay because she's of age. Oh, so be okay with being attracted to her being double cheeked up. So next, next question was, uh, what was a missed opportunity? Like what's, what's something that you think they should have addressed with old age that they just didn't pants shitting pants shitting. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I was immediately like. Why is no one shitting their pants? Yeah, man. Like, everyone, they'd be shitting and pissing the entire, like, last I shit my pants while minutes. we've been recording this. Right. It's <laughs> a problem. How about you, Billy? Uh, you know, I feel bad for the guy. I feel bad for the kid, uh, uh, the, the son, because he literally, he experienced having a boner, having sex for the first time, knocking someone up. All in a matter of, of, of what, a minute? Yeah, like and that 20 was minutes. it. Daddy, 20 minutes by the, I guess, the movie time. Mm-hmm. And he had to live with the grief of not only experiencing his first boner, 
having sex for the first time, knocking up this girl, losing a child. It's tr- it was a tremendous amount of loss for one guy who just got to have sex once. On the uh, on the flip side, best day ever. <laughs> best day. <laughs> like got a huge dick. Immediately, immediately got to have sex, but got someone knocked up. Like, like went through puberty, but got to have sex immediately. And luckily, your baby dies. And and it's all the abortion <laughs> the is taken care of post op. Um, if I was if I was in that situation, I'd be trying. And I I know I only have a couple of hours to live. Trying to fuck as many times as you can mm. before the dick stops working. Poor guy had to live with all that grief. He was going through all this psychological trauma of losing his kid, then losing his wife out of nowhere. Because I guess she turned into his wife. Yeah, fucking sure. So what's the what's the missed opportunity, Billy? The what? missed opportunity in this um in this movie. He doesn't have it. Okay, so, I really don't have it. So mine <laughs> mine would be that they never address as the men get older just real saggy balls. Oh yeah. Oh dude. They just after, be like after the Oh dis- my god, my balls are just sag they're moving an inch a second. Let me tell you. I actually I came up with it. I came up with a point here. Okay. And the point and this was bothering me too. So at the end of the movie, and they don't explain the origin of this island and how it's this crazy otherworldly phenomenon. Yeah. Everyone just agrees with it and says, Okay, yeah, I guess that happens on this island here. Yeah, okay. You have all these scientists, all these I presume to be pharmacists there, just agreeing with it. Yeah, I guess this happens here off the coast of Hawaii. You age a whole lifetime in a day. The police officer is reading through all of this. He's like, oh, this is a real case here. He calls back to, his, I guess, his police friend. Since he's a police officer, you're not telling where he's from. Is, is he an international spy that he has these fucking connections that he can shut down this whole operation? It was a, a, a bunch of loose ends here that made no sense. Um. Well, I, my final recommendation for this one is, like, this is just a blast. Uh, this was a lot of fun to see in movie theaters, especially with a friend. Uh, and uh, I will definitely watch this movie again, uh, just like I do with all M. Night movies. I just I have so much fun with them. So, yeah, this is one of those where I'm surprised that I'd make the recommendation to go see it in the theater, especially with how low of a score I give it. But I do think that this is worth seeing in a theater with other people if you can, yeah. if it's still in the theater. It's been out for like three weeks now, yeah, so two, who knows if it's going to be here when we release this episode. But yeah, it's a it's a good watch. It's fun. Um, don't expect too much. What do you think, Billy? Personally, I never watch a movie twice, so I won't watch this one again. But if there's a sequel to it or a prequel explaining what the hell happened and how this island came about, I'll watch it. Young. Yeah, it'll be young. Young, yes. Or old too. <laughs> That was a good one. What the hell was that? Okay, so... I think, actually, I want to test something. I, I think this mixer is a little better at clipping. Like, yeah, I think like it is. Like, be really loud. See if you can make it clip. Ah! 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 The chicken! The chicken! <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, I don't think it, it does the, I'm gonna the cut clipping that. thing. I'm going to cut that and put it on the end. <laughs> So there's there is a sil- benefit. There's a silver lining. 
Okay, and with that, let's get into horror movie talk. Whores. Horror movie talk horror is a little bit we like to do where we let you call into the show. We have so many that we're just, we're not going to get to them all. I'm not going to do them all. I'm going to do a couple and we'll save some others for next week. Um, Yeah. And Billy is not going to be able to hear any of them. Yeah. Sucks. Sorry, Billy. Sorry, Billy. It's all right. It's all right. You're going to have to be quiet while we play these and I'll, uh, I'll start talking and you'll know. Um, So here we go. Here's our first call. It looks like it's going to be CJ. Hey, CJ from Massachusetts. I'm listening to the uh, Anna and the Apocalypse episode right now. And, uh, right. I'm a horror movie fan, not a theater nerd. Cut the shit with the theater talk. It's really boring. And, uh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about half the time. So, yeah, come on. Stick with the horror movies. Constructive criticism there from mm-hmm. CJ uh-huh. telling Bryce that he listened to the end of the Apocalypse episode and he didn't like the theater talk coming from Bryce. What do you think about that, Bryce? That's that's just like your opinion, man. Mm. Mm. I mean, you- it's not like we're going to cover many more musical horror movies. There's like three. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. That's true. I mean, uh, there's... I mean, there's like Repoed the Genetic Opera. There's the uh, plant one. Uh, little House of Horror. Little House of... Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horror. Uh, and then there's Rocky Horror Picture Show, which is kind of loosely yeah. tied into the horror genre. But uh, I can't think of... You know, I'm getting really tired oh, of this of this Sweeney theater talk. talk. Sweetie. Oh, Let's sorry. move on. Okay, moving wait, on. Wait, hold on a second. Hold on a second. He didn't like the theater talk coming from Bryce? Right. Yeah. What a queer hating moron. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Hey, I'm married and have children. He hates the queers. <laughs> CJ does. Sorry, Fuck CJ. Fuck you, CJ. Whoa. Hey, here we have, um, boy, this is a somewhat familiar number. Let's uh, let's give this one a go. Hey, uh, this is, this is Rolf from the Bronx uh, called it in again. I, uh, you know, after... After I heard that last podcast where the nice the nice doctor lady was, and she uh she uh, she responded to my my calls and said how I should how I should reevaluate how I I think of females. I really took it seriously, and and the whole day at work, the whole day at work, I was just thinking about it. I was wondering, am I really turning into this? This hyper aggressive sexist man, uh, filled with toxic masculinity, and uh, I if it looks like that's happening, I don't, I don't, you know, I I really have no one to blame but myself and, and my past. I think it, it's just stuff from my past is coming back to get me. There was a, a long time ago, I was uh, I was sent to a camp and um, at this camp. Everyone made fun of me. People tried to make advances at me, and it was uh, it was just really it was just really sad. It was really sad. And then I ended up finding out that uh, I ended up finding out that I was raised as a man, but I'm actually a female. I was a, I was a female, and I was raised to take the the place of my brother who passed away. And um, I I think that's where it uh it's coming from the fact that uh. 
I was raised as something I wasn't because my mother experienced the loss of a of a child at an early age. I'm uh I I want to apologize to all the women I offended. I want to apologize to the gothic chick from the uh the creep episode for insulting her and her many tattoos and uh, any other female that I may have insulted on this podcast. Uh anyway, uh Please, guys, I'm going to go think about my life here. Long rambling message from Christ. Rojo is just... From Rojo that... I mean, he can't shut up. Seems like he is apologizing for all of his previous behavior that was definitely sexist. This is kind of a thing with Rojo. Like, he'll, he'll do one, like, call where he's insulting us and everyone and, like... A lot of regret on the back Personal attacks, and then he'll call in and... And he'll apologize. Yeah. It's... Yeah, this guy's from the Bronx, too, um, which yeah. explains the similar accent. Um, yeah, apparently he was raised as a... As woman? a male. As a male, but he's born really a woman. A, which calls into question... <laughs> Sounds like the plot to sleepaway camp. Yeah. <laughs> Angela! Angela! Uh, okay, thanks, Rojo. Um, I can't say that you're forgiven necessarily. Emma's gonna have to tell you whether or not. Um, he he did he did ta- speak of her with some respect, as and also yeah, the doctor lady, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so here is another one from I think CJ. Here we go. Oh no. Hey CJ again. Forgot to mention Bryce. You're going to have to sing for us on air one day. But as far as attending a musical blows. I'd rather listen to the bodily fluid exchange on repeat a hundred times over while being trampled by a gaggle of horny orangutans than go to a musical. David, how dare you take a day off? Unsubbed, cancel my Patreon, never listening again. Half star review if you're at. I'll see you next week. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those things where you really see, like, who's in the David camp. Everyone's like, uh, enough of the Bryce. Enough of musicals is Enough what they're saying. He's saying no more musicals. He says, David, don't take any days off. Right. How dare you? Right. This is a kid. All right, wait, you're you're near to Massachusetts, uh, babyface. What what are, t- what are Boston people like? Not that CJ's t- from Boston necessarily, but I'm interested. Something about these uh these let me tell you the the grand uh, scheme of things here. Mm. Everyone wants to be from the New York City area. I don't know why, but everyone when they think of Show business, the stars, the lights, everyone just thinks about New York City. You know, personally, I hate it here. I fuck, I can't stand the fucking New York City area. But for Massachusetts, I feel like they're so close to us, yet they can't be us. And maybe that's why he's queer hating and hates the musicals. Because right here in New York City is where all the queers are. We love musicals. Yeah, you do. Yeah. So, CJ, try to think about yourself and think about your toxic masculinity because we're not about that here. So, Billy, what's your favorite musical? Uh, the Phantom of the Opera. All right. There you go. Um, occasionally, Babyface will try to sing on the air on Hotline, but I'm in charge of yeah, editing getting, the episodes. I'm getting real mixed message here from CJ. He's saying, enough theater talk. I don't, I'm here for horror movies. And then he's asking for me to sing live. Um, oh, wow. I mean, you do have a gorgeous voice. Would yeah. you like to just throw a bar, like maybe just do a warm-up bar? No. No? I saw that Instagram video. You have some, uh, some, some sexy pipes there. Mm. Mm. 
Yeah, you can go on our Instagram or YouTube, and you can find it. I've done the Candyman video, and I think that's enough. Speaking of Candyman. That's true. Yeah. Did you guys see that trailer before uh, old for yeah. Candyman? Yeah, pretty cool. What do you think about that? Uh, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. Is that guy going to be in it? What's his name? Tony Todd? I don't. I'm, I'm pretty sure he is. Is he? He's going to do a little cameo. It's one of those things that they're trying to keep under wraps, but they already spoiled it like a year ago. So I'm pretty sure he's going to be in it. Let's yeah. see if this next call is anything. Give me just a minute here. Wrong phone number. Yeah, I don't know what that is. They called the wrong... If you'd like to get a hold of the bodily fluids exchange, I don't have the number handy right off the bat here, but you called the wrong number, sir. Uh, we don't do that on the air here. Uh, this, is a, this, is a, this is a good, you know, a Christian show. Um, okay, here is Michael. It's Michael from Nebraska. Uh, I'm going to have to go with bats. You can't defend a, a bunch of zombies off of the spear if they're right in front of you, you know, like a few feet away. You have to splatter some brains, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to say this about Michael. So so here, here here's for uh, for Billy. Michael says he's going – you're familiar with the bats versus spears debate um, that we've been having <laughs> yes. on and off. Michael, I, I think I think Michael, our last episode we finally had the origin of that debate. I think we did that in in the Evil Dead. Th- no, that barely was not, released it. That was not the origin of it. Wasn't no, it? no. It was it was like a month ahead of that. Really? Yeah. But Michael is from Nebraska, and by the way, Michael sounds like he's from Nebraska. Um, something about something about the tone of his voice, just like just. But uh, but he says it sounds like he's surrounded by corn. He's <laughs> it says he would go with bats. He says you can't defend yourself uh, uh, defend yourself from a bunch of zombies um, that are right near you if you got a spear that if of course you can. So are you in camp spear? I mean, can't, there's just there's just some things you have to argue with logic. With okay. spear, it's a long, it's it has a lot of length. It's a good defensive weapon. You keep things at bay. Then you have the sharp end to it. You can stab them. Hey, listen, if you're with a spear, you don't have to worry about them coming close to you. Exactly. Right. Thank you, Billy. Right. They, then you can throw the spear, attach a string to it, and pull it back. <laughs> yeah. these, are, these are the people who are with you, Bryce. See, this is the thing. These retards are with you. Hey, I... <laughs> It's the perfect weapon during a zombie apocalypse. So here's the thing. Like, everyone's saying at close range, the bat's better. Two counterpoints is you don't want it at close range. And number two, if you have more than one, like, you have one swing, and that's it. And you can only hit one of them. And the other zombies are going to get you. If you have a spear... It's, you got lots of stabbing motions that you can do at a distance. See, here, here's my biggest issue with the spear is... Yeah, you say you keep saying, "Oh, you keep them at distance." But if it's a spear, it just goes into them. It does. It just sinks into their body. And by the way, they they don't have pain receptors. There, it's not like it's not like they're just going to get put put, put like hurt, hmm. and it's just going to sink into them. And then you got to get your spear out of them, and and with a bat, you just bonk them. And and you know, I mean, hopefully it 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 bonks through their skull and and. And, and kills them, but I, I don't know. It seems like it'd be yeah, a lot get, harder see, to poke them in the for head me, with a spear. You get like you can like do 
like three jabs in like a second. Yeah, like a like a pool cue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 uh. yeah. Like I I've got a lot of practice with the uh, you know jerking, jerking motion, motion yeah. on oh, wow. a pole, and like I can I can get some speed. Well, with look, a bat, you uh, get one swing and that's it. So just, even if you're not accurate, if you like can do five jabs a second, you could get at least one in that eye socket. Well, I mean, you've just described a huge waste of time. But here, here's what <laughs> I'll say. It's in two seconds? Here's what I'll say. I, in the interest of just closing this debate up, I feel like... I think you've already said that you're in Team Spear now. No, like you, you, no you it's conceded a huge, huge waste se- of time. You conceded several episodes ago that you were in Team Spear. So the the debate has been solved. Like, hmm. we're, we're done with it. The answer is spirit. Well, Let's move like on to the next caller. No, I, well, I, well, I was actually going to say some nice things. Like I was really oh. actually going to like extend an olive branch. Um, but then I realized how inaccurate a fucking long olive branch was and how much better I'd be with a goddamn bat. Mm. I so, feel you're overlooking the diversity of the spear with how long it is. You can technically have two sharp ends. Mm hmm. And you can swing both ways. Yeah, and then you can have a real pointy <laughs> thing pointing at you half the time. Uh, well, if who's that some guy people, Darth Maul? Some people say and he died. <laughs> no, he didn't. Not in the EU. But you swing it around and you stab both ways. You jerk it both ways, yeah, kind of like that. A lot of people say like, "Oh no, <laughs> what's way. better than a spear is a sword." But you can have a sword on a spear. It's true. You like the Japanese. Yeah. You have the the Yari, and I think the other one's called something yeah. that starts with an N. Where's it's this? basically like a little samurai where, sword. Uh, well, let's on, head, head on down to the spear store, guys. Let's go get grab us some spears. Oh, this ubiquitous thing that's so easy to come by. Uh, okay, okay, that's what I thought. Here is Megan from somewhere nearby. Oh. All right, goddammit. This is Biggin from Portland. It's not Megan. It's Biggin. <laughs> it's Biggin. It's not Megan. It's Biggin. Here, eh, we're starting this over. Here's Biggin. <laughs> Here's Biggin. All right, goddammit. This is Biggin from Portland. And I gotta say, you finally did it. You got my Jimmy's Russell. Mm. I'm, I'm a little bit behind on the episodes, but uh, I just listened to one of them. And you said that your favorite sponsor on there was uh, Night Channels. Oh. And you know, I got nothing against Night Channels. They're probably good people. But you're going to tell me? They are good people, Biggin. And they're from Portland, just like you. So, yeah, I, I think we get the concept of what Biggin's... Hang on, let, we're not going to cut him off because he is a longtime patron. Okay. That they're your favorite sponsor instead of patron members like myself. That's it. That's it. All right. You're, you're up with the jimmies. Fuck you guys. Fuck you guys all. And Rojo, Rojo, you better not be dead. I don't know where you guys are at in the episodes if Rojo is called back in or not, but I haven't heard his sexy voice in a long time. Mm. And us Irishmen, we really got to stick together. So, anywho, fuck you. So, yeah, he says fuck, he says, fuck horror movie talk because we like night channels more than patrons we don't. We like you. We like right. like all kids. We like you both equally. So I mean, we compartmental. I mean, for me, I don't count the Patreon members as sponsors. Like uh, no, they're not yeah. advertisers. No, they're patrons. Yeah, yeah they're it's a patrons. Thing. Yeah, they're family. Yeah, they're family. Um, and and then he goes on big and goes on to say he hopes Rojo is not dead, 
And, wow. and he says, us Irishmen have to stick together. If Biggin's Irish, she's the largest Irishman I've ever seen. It doesn't mm. seem like that pans out, but I guess you can be a couple different things. I don't know. Let's see how many more calls I have. Holy shit. I'm going to do two more calls. Two. And then that's it. That's it. Maybe we could do a separate episode just to go through the rest of the calls since we had a we could have a mini episode where we just answer the calls. Ah! <laughs> okay. Here's the next call. Hey, this is a new uh, first time listener. Not really first time listener. You, you guys get what I mean. I just started listening to you guys probably like a month ago and you know, I was never really into the whole podcasting. It's just like two guys talking to each other, which sounds kind of weird. But you know what? You guys are the first one that popped up because I love horror movies. I'm a movie collector. I love watching all brand new movies. And I just want to say you guys are the funniest two people I've heard. And just really quick, just to just to clear the air with something on the on the podcast episode of Creep. You guys are the reason why I got into Creep. It's now probably one of my favorite horror movies. I fucking loved it. It was a little uh, creepy, ha, ha, ha. The name is Creep, ha, 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 funny, funny. Uh, fuck, fuck myself, fuck. Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm getting track. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting off track. So I was kind of confused and a little pissed off. So the part that you guys did with horror movie or porno, and it's like, nine, 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 nine. What the that hell? Was definitely in Glorious Bastards. I don't know how you guys didn't know that, but I was laughing my ass off and I was so mad at the same time. So as for like recommendations, I think you guys should do Tales from the Crypt, um, Demon Knight, because that is probably like one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I think it would bring so much, so much joy to hear you guys talk about that one. Another one, probably Martyrs. I know we were talking. I know I heard uh, a caller from Illinois also talking. Oh, I'm from Chicago, by the way. Sorry, I should have said that right away at the beginning. Anyway, you guys should do Martyrs, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, and possibly Maniac. I think those would be some good ones that you guys should definitely do. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for for making such a funny podcast. You two guys are some of the most down to earth dudes. I he goes on this way. So um, thank you so much, Mike from Chicago. We appreciate you reaching out to us and letting us know that we're the best. We know we know we're the best, um, but it's always nice to have that affirmed. Mm. Uh, he says we should do Tales from the Crypt, Demon oh. Knight, Maniac, uh, and, Martyrs. and Martyrs. And Mike, I'm going to tell you what I tell uh, three or four people a day who reach out to us on social media uh, when they're like, you got to review uh, this movie over here. I go, hey, yeah, that's a, I'm sure that's a great movie, and I'm sure I'll like it a lot, but the only way that this is is going to happen is if you become a patron and vote on it with the patrons, because otherwise, if I'm just taking, if I'm just taking, you know, if I'm taking money from patrons who love the show, and they get to vote on a movie per month for us to watch, and then I just take Mike from Chicago and I go, okay, Mike, I'll watch Martyrs for you. That's not fair to all these patrons over here. But, uh, but so yeah, I mean, that's, or the other way is, and we've said this multiple times, is you mount a huge political campaign on our social media, like Magnus over there at Film Klubin, uh podcast. And, uh, and you know, you have a, you get a, a grassroots groundswell movement for Maniac or mm. whatever, whatever movie you want watched. So, um, 
Tales from the Crypt was a great fucking movie. Now, is t- is it Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight or is are those two different movies? Is it Tales from the no, Crypt Demon Knight? Two oh, you know, you know, I actually wasn't paying attention. I thought he said Tales from the Hood. No, 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 Tales from the Crypt. Have you guys done Tales from the Hood before? Not yet. That's a That's good a one, great though. Fucking movie. I just looked it up. It's Tales from the Crypt presents Demon Knight, nineteen ninety five. Isn't Demon Knight a DC character? Demon Knight. Boy, that's a deep dive. I couldn't tell you. That's a DC character, Demon Knight. No, you're thinking the Dark Knight. No, no, Demon Knight. He speaks speaks in poems. Poems? It's a real character, the Demon Knight. All right, all right, all right. Okay. Here's our last call for today. Here we go. What's up, guys? My name is Tiana Ortiz. Tiana. And I am regretting saying my full name. But that's okay. My name's Tiana. We'll go with that. Uh, calling from Nevada. Just wanted to let you guys know that the first podcast that I listened to of you guys was your Jaws. And for me, Jaws is my favorite movie of all time. And I completely agreed with every single one of your points about the film. And you both have a pretty impeccable Robert Shaw impression. So... Quit your, day, quit your day jobs because you've got that going for you. Another thing, since that podcast, I've been listening to everything else in between. Recently listened to your newer ones. Just listened to Sputnik. Thought it was pretty rad. You guys are doing good. I recommend you guys to all my friends back home in Wyoming. So, hope it keeps blossoming. All right. Later. Thank you, Tiana. Wow. That's so nice of you to she's say. She's from Nevada, but she's got a lot of friends from Wyoming. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say she might be Mormon. Is she from Boston? Wait. She said she was from Nevada. Tiana from Nevada. Oh, yeah, yeah. She says Nevada. Yeah. I got to say, like, I've got an aunt in Wyoming. Yeah. And almost everyone that I've met from Wyoming knows my aunt. There's not a lot of people in Wyoming. Wow. <laughs> wow. If they're in Wyoming, and especially if they're in Star Valley. You should see Babyface's face right now. It's I, all baby-like. But it's also all confused. It's just like, what? Who the hell's your aunt? She's uh, Carla. Carla from Wyoming. You know Carla. She's, she's, she's my, the mayor of Wyoming. No, she's the she's my Aunt Shirley. And she taught <laughs> home ec. <laughs> Carla. Oh, she taught home ec. So, Do they Wyoming, have that class anymore? No, I'm pretty probably, sure not. Probably not. Maybe in Wyoming. But the, she lives in Afton, Wyoming. Oh, but she uh, teaches, she taught at Star Valley High School or whatever it's called. Not Star, uh, something, some, some Valley. One thing. of the two high schools in Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> Afton, Wyoming, I visited once. Um, they have the largest Elkhorn Arch. Oh, wow. Which is great. What, uh, what the hell is that? And their population is smaller than the population of my high school. That I graduated from, and which is, was not a terrifically large high no, school. No, it's not not huge, but it's uh no. Actually, I think it was smaller than my graduating class, maybe. So, Wyoming is pretty spread out, and if you know someone in Wyoming, there's it's one of the you know exception that proves a rule, which is those people usually know each other. Beautiful state, I yeah. will say. It does have one of the worst. One of the worst um, weather events that you can possibly have. It's low-key shitty weather event. It's just wind. 
You don't mm. realize how shitty wind is until you got 80 mile an hour wind whipping mm. past you. It just ruins your whole day. No matter how nice or, or terrible the day is, wind will fuck it. It will fuck your day up. Uh, anyway, Tiana right. loved our Jaws review. She loves Jaws. She thinks our Robert Shaw impression. Mm. I would assume your Robert Shaw impression. He's got black eyes like Donald's eyes. Yeah, d- quit your day job, Bryce. Because <laughs> you can make a living uh, off of that. I, there's a real high demand for Robert <laughs> Shaw impressions. So he goes to L.A. and he, does, he becomes a Robert Shaw impersonator. Um, Unfortunately, so, he's, uh, he was up against three other Robert Shaw impersonators. So thanks, thanks, Tiana, for the kind words. Ask your friends if they know who Shirley Gardner is and, and get back to me. What the hell's... Oh, Shirley Gardner, yeah. Hey, yeah. Babyface... I know her. I know Shirley Gardner. Babyface, can you do me a favor and, yeah, uh, and tell, do it. tell our listeners one more time about Hotline and Advice Podcast? Uh, so let me tell you guys. Um, Hotline and Advice Podcast. It's the advice podcast by two real people giving real advice. Sometimes that advice may come off as misogynistic and conservative, well, remember, there's two of us there. That's mostly David Day. That's not. I'm, I'm, uh, you know, we have some great calls, some great uh, people writing in. A lot of people like to write in more than they do call. Uh, can't blame them. It's the nerves. And people don't want to be, uh, have their identity given yeah, out. Yeah, it's a, it's a great, it's a great show because it basically takes this last segment that we did, Horror Movie Talk Horrors. And it just turns that into the whole show, right? So you 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 can call into our voicemail line. You can write us at hotlinepod at gmail dot com, and uh, and you can you know you can basically get on our show, and we'll try our best to answer whatever questions you may have. Our topics of conversation are wide and various. Yes. Now, yes. a great way to build off of the horror movie talk. We have our spooky spectacular coming up in October where we will only do spooky stories from the listeners, of course. Right. I'm you're pushing this so hard. I'm so excited to see whatever actually happens. If it's more just like I got my girlfriend pregnant, she won't have an abortion. (laughs) That's pretty uh, fucking spooky. uh, Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Billy, thank you so much for coming on the show today. We appreciate you. You guys can find Hotline and Advice Podcast starring myself and Babyface Billy wherever you find podcasts. It does help if you search for Hotline and Advice Podcast. Um, It is somewhat small right now, and we're hoping to change that with this spot. So um, thanks again for listening to Horror Movie Talk. We appreciate you. Um, make sure to share this episode and all of our episodes with a friend like Tiana did because she's a, she's a fucking baller and she probably, or with Violet Mayers, please. Now that we have to reach the horror movie talk reach, please redirect any Violet Mayers inquiries to the hotline podcast. We really need her support. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so by supporting our sponsor, nightchannels.com using that HMT code, or you can just head over to our website, buy stuff from our shop, um and use the Amazon link at the top of the site to surf on Amazon buy buy your yourself some cat litter over there and some of that will go to us and that does help us out a lot. Special thanks again to Babyface Billy. Thank you for coming on the show, Billy. I appreciate you. No problem, guys. And with that, I hope y'all have a great week. 
We B- love you. We love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, the bears. Hit us up, please. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally break. funny. We'll Begs be to donate money. Fake sponsors for dummies and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper, chopper. Don't just stare at it. Eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone. Hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Putting pop done gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave does it. Give a shit. One through ten. Is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up. Daddy is dinner. Rob Sanchez. Bryce Hansen. Look at them hot kids. Chris Henson. Masturbate with a crucifix. Exorcist. Face huggers. Chest bursters. Alien. Linda Blair. Pete. No Sigourney Weaver. I know it's true because it came from social media. Patrick Bateman can't understand you. Stab you to death for rotten apple reviews. Opinionated podcaster with a doctorate. Spook allergy doctor of philosophy. Bad gastritis need colostomy. Turn Patreons into human centipedes. David Doobie Day, scare no, no expert. The global fucks hard. Professional sex After pods, taglines, and porno flicks. American Psycho, them guys pretty sick. Chopper, chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids swearing not a pedo. Got me too with Cosby eating jello. Putting pops done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines tickle bitties. Vancouver, Portland, Oregon and organs. Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona. Green River Killer, because reasons. Hallway of poop monster kids screaming. It's your ordinary dingleberry itinerary. 30 day shutter and jump scares ain't fucking scary. Time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes. Use their white socks to catch their loads. To show them one titty, pretty. Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, stay spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. Ha <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>